Welcome to the Winner Circle Podcast, where we center around entrepreneurship and community outreach. We interview a variety of creatives, small business owners, and entrepreneurs that are sharing love in our community. Make sure you guys subscribe and also leave a like or a comment. What if I told you you get all your groceries delivered right at your door? You know how much time you will save? You can spend that time doing what you love with the people that you love. With Instacart, they give you unlimited delivery of groceries for one low cost a month. And if you're anything like me, I always forget that one ingredient that I need for that special recipe. But with Instacart, they deliver those essential ingredients to your door within one hour. You can shop at multiple stores, see local deals, and Instacart will make sure things are handpicked that best fit you and your preferences. That means no bad potatoes, no bad eggs, and no smelly cheeses. To start your 14-day trial, click the link in the show notes, and this lets Instacart know that we sent you, and it also supports the show. One, two, three. Winter Circle Podcast is live once again, not in Atlanta, not in Maryland, but we're in Louisville, Kentucky. Man, it's hot out here, but it feels good. We're glad out here just to show love to the community and, as you can see, to see the beauty that this city has. And today we're Braylon Stewart. How you doing, Braylon? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. First, I want to say thank you so much for welcoming us to the city and just allowing us to actually have this conversation about this beautiful back wall we got going on mm-hmm. and the artists behind it. Well, I really appreciate y'all coming out, too. No problem. No problem. So first off, Braylon, let's just start off, you know, how this come about, how did Braylon actually make all this and... What do you do? Well, I've been doing murals in the city for about 15 years. I've been an artist my whole life. Um, a couple of friends who lived here and had moved away and started their own artist career. My friend Whitney Holburn and Andrew Norris. Uh, Whitney had designed the mural. She reached out and she was like, I want to really paint this. Can we find a wall together? So we searched around. Chad, the owner of Trifecta, he volunteered this wall. So we raised up our own money came about uh, starting it and about like $5,000 later uh, from crowdfunding, we completed the project. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Now, how many, I guess, murals and artworks have you done in the city so far? Oh, I'd say over 40. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's like businesses, there's, you know, uh, the Ollie Center has some. I've done murals in the uh, JB Speed Art Museum, mm. which is a, a really high credited art museum here. Uh, right down the street here on uh, Market Street, you'll see uh, on 18th and Muhammad Ali, you'll see two of my murals. And then down a little bit further on Market, you'll see some more. Louisville Skate Park, like they're everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Dope, dope. Okay, okay. So do you have a certain type of, when you think about these murals, do you have a certain type of ideas? I know this one is, you know, mm-hmm. talking about Black Lives Matter, but is it always to that case? Or is it depending on the part of the city or what the artwork? Yeah, really, is? It's, it's, I'm a working artist, so, like, they contract and hire me out to do certain things with uh, the city. If it's, like, a city-funded project, it's usually geared towards a certain look or, or feel. Uh, if I'm working with a business, then usually what whatever the business needs me to do for their ambience and, and setting or whatever. Mm. I also do a lot of live artwork, too, so people hire me to go out and, like, paint, and people can come watch me paint live. 
Yeah, that's dope, bro. Yeah. That's dope, but I ain't gonna lie. I was that person yeah. that was terrible in art class. <laughs> so, but when I, I do appreciate your artwork, though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I see this going on, it's like, wow, this is something awesome. Nice. And we talked about it a little bit, but let's talk about this artwork here. Mm -hmm. You know, let's talk about the process of making this mural from Battle Class Matter. Like, what was the process of you guys creating this? What are we looking at right now? Well, what she did was uh, she came up with the outline and, and the whole color scheme and all that. And what we did was projected onto the building. Uh -huh. Some parts, like the faces, got those roughed out. And, you know, we just we just mm. went at it with all spray paint, spray paint, a little bit of uh, background paint. Wow. Well, and I know you told us, but how long did it take you to actually do all this? Uh, it took about 14 days, mm. 10 to 14 days. Now, were those days like long days, like eight hour shifts or was it like, oh, yeah. you took your time? I mean, it, it was around this time. It was, it was hot as hell. So <laughs> we really you didn't take a break. <laughs> we started in the morning. We take a break midday, go get some drinks, eat. Yeah. And then we come back around night, like. Five ten o'clock uh -huh. or uh, five between five and six o'clock because you see you yeah. know, there's a lot of shade on this side and this one we started working again mm -hmm. and then in the evening we did a lot of work too so we'd be there to about two three in the morning wow yeah. wow now you notice you said you said spray paint is that the easiest way to make a mural or is that that what the it, cause was for this one it's the it's the medium that I've used like okay. for the past fifteen years and I'm you know I, growing up as a graffiti artist is something that's second nature to me I can control the can a lot better. Um, I can also cover a lot more space and get, you know, that right that. fade, too. Yeah, I yeah. like it. I like it. Thank you. You know, and I know here in Kentucky, um, a lot of things happen to the city. Mm -hmm. But how have you seen after you, you know, you talked about you being in this book here and in the articles of what you guys going on. But how do you feel like you impacted Kentucky yourself actually making this mural and showing this to the people? I mean, it, it definitely helped uh, during the mute movement to have somewhere where everybody can gather and march by and, you know, appreciate the faces that are on this wall and be reminded why we're doing this. Yeah. Um, it, it's also given Louisville a litmus test of, like, where art should be in our city, um, the, especially the caliber of the artwork. A lot of people, you know, uh, have actually stepped up as black artists in the city after this mural came out. So I think it, it started to kind of rebirth a, a, some sort of a renaissance Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We're good. <laughs> that's a, blooper. a little blooper, you know what I'm saying? We make it real. Here. We make it real. Here. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> but um, that's good. That's good. You yeah. know, what I'm, saying? I, I, I'm glad that you're actually be that light for a lot of you know artists, particularly those in our demographic, to actually show you know what's going on in our city. Um, so that's really good. So now I know you started getting to jewelry. You know, with your artwork. You know, I yeah. know you talked to work with Gary at NYC Jewelers. Shout out to them. Um, great people up in New York. But let's talk about how you're going to incorporate that to your artwork. Well, we're doing something special with this, but we have to get some licensing and stuff uh, ironed out. But we're also working on a uh, black history bracelet. It's going to be kind of like a charm bracelet, but it's going to have different elements of black history in it. You know, like the bus boycott, the, you know, Black Wall Street, something about that. And just really incorporate every aspect of uh, our culture into these bracelets. So uh -huh. when people buy these bracelets and they put these charms on them, however they want to, you know, gear it towards, even if it's like special in their own city, like, you know, Montgomery, let's say that they want to do like the bus boycott, mm -hmm. they could have a special pendant that goes on the bracelet and goes specifically for that, mm -hmm. you know, that city. Uh, you could collect them all over. So once we get the ideas and everything ironed out, we're going to go for it. Yo, I yeah. love it. I love it. And, and it's something that people can notice, like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Nice jewelry. People love yeah. jewelry. But, you know, nice jewelry and dang, what is 
this meeting. Yeah. Um, we talking about the Pandora bracelets and people mm-hmm. at each one like knickknacks. But now the historical part you guys doing. So I love the yeah. fact you guys doing that. Definitely um, the educational aspect of it is what we're going to be geared towards because you know it's it's an opportunity to not only catch people's eye but educate them at the same time wow 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 now let's talk about that process i know you're t- working with nyc jewelry mm-hmm. um but how's that gonna work is it gonna be like you guys sketching your own um design sending some of them um like how's yeah. that process gonna go actually i heard from gary a couple of days ago he said um he, they're gonna fly me up to new york and yeah work, you know show him some sketches and from there yeah and, and i'll tell you what i went over there uh actually last week mm-hmm. some good stuff they got going on so i can't nice. wait to see that collab you oh, know yeah. what you guys going because i love the fact that jewelry you know mm-hmm. everybody loves it but also the history yeah. they're going to have behind that so that's yeah. really dope that's really dope so i know here you talked about here this is more of like a studio space people come and rent out and do events and things of that nature you know how have you seen if there was any change um, something that's particularly to the African-American history, um, the artwork here. How has this changed this this event space for you guys? Is it more people of our demographic going there or more people getting more enlightened? Like, how well, has it changed? Well, they um, there's been a lot more um, of our demographic gearing up and doing a lot more community-based uh, things, especially around, like, the parks downtown and... Um, Sometimes they they will gather over at Brianna Square and just walk down here. Uh, this is this is more of like a solid place of solace. So people come and you can see cars sitting out here. You know, just people just come hang out and, mm. and fill the area. Uh, as far as like event spaces and stuff, after like COVID and everything shut everything down, a lot more uh, black business owners were able to get loans and mm. open up new spots. So. There's like Roots 101. They they moved to a new spot. Okay. African American Heritage Center. They're popping over there. You know, it's it's a lot of good things that are going on in the city. Dope, dope. Yeah. Love to hear. It. Love to hear. It, you know. And I know um, a lot of people probably want to know more about this overall mural. Mm-hmm. So I know you talked about this publish you got going on. We could talk a little bit about this book. But how are you guys actually articulating this message? You know, I know you're here in a podcast talking about it. Mm-hmm. But how are the people hearing about this mural and what you guys doing here? Well, there was a. Uh, there's that Netflix uh, documentary on Breonna Taylor yeah. and, and the whole struggle. This was featured in that. Yeah. Uh, it's featured in this book in the New York Times. It was in a New York Times article. It's been all over the news, especially after they defaced it. Um, as far as like how it's translating for everybody, they see the faces, they appreciate the artwork. And I think above everything, like when they see the sheer size and skill yeah. of this, they can really appreciate it, you know, mm-hmm. and especially the faces that are behind the mural that are working, it, you know, because uh, Whitney, a white female, designed it. Me, a black male, helped paint it, you know, so yeah. like. It's it was a it was us coming together and understanding that this city needed this as a gift versus like okay we're gonna make an opportunity to get famous off of something yeah it's, it's not about that at all no, yeah no. No. I think more important is the community aspect mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of hardship that comes to every city and especially in Louisville and Kentucky but you guys were able to put demographic um, ideas aside and make something be- beautiful for people to see I mean we saw cars passing by just now people on bikes people stopping by yeah and it's just a small magnitude of how monumental this moral is oh, yeah. um so i love the fact you guys doing that i mean we got a a million and one thank yous like while yeah. we were doing it people came and just hung out and watched this paint while yeah. we were doing it it's a, it just was an overall positive thing for this area yeah, yeah. I, I know i know it was i know it was so you know let's talk about a little bit about the artwork 
Mm-hmm. So we have these colors here. We see the back Brianna Taylor. We have a couple other um, notable African Americans um, here. But let's talk about. We know it's a memorial for Brianna Taylor, but what is the reason why you have all these other faces with their Brianna Taylor? Like, what's the significance of having all these? Well, the significance for Elijah McLean was um, Whitney was from. She's living out in Colorado. So oh, that's okay. That's where that happened there. Okay. We had to put a Mod Aubrey on there. Yeah. We had to put um, Sandra. Sandra Bland up there. Yep. Um, during the uh, struggle here, during our protests, mm-hmm. uh, David McAtee, he was uh, a barbecue connoisseur. Well, he owned a restaurant down downtown, and he was killed by um, National Guard. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Travis Najdi, he was a uh, he was a young uh, protest leader. He was he was the one really getting all everybody you know together and organized. He was shot and killed. Wow. In in an unrelated incident. Uh, over here, we have uh, George Floyd, of course. Yes, you know? yes. So, I mean, it, it was very important to have the main figure faces on there mm. that have impacted this because, you know, we have to, we have to, you can hear the story a million times, but until you look in their eyes and look at their faces. It's and, like, and, wow. Yeah. This really, was a yeah. person. And to see it 14 feet big, you know, right. like. You can't, you can't you not can't, look at it. Yeah, like, exactly. It's here. You can see it from the expressway, you know, driving yeah. up. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. I like that. I like that. And now I, I know this is only the beginning of the things that we need to teach our community about our history and things of that nature. But um, what do you feel like is next for Louisville that, that we need to, you guys need to do to make sure communities coming closer, like things like this, you guys going on? Inclusion, really. Like yeah. we need to like really get out and, and beat the streets and like let people know that like we're still wanting to heal from this. But we're also willing to share our spaces with mm. people from other parts of the city. Yeah. Nobody really goes west, you know, of Ninth Street. Okay. You know, uh, they have their own ideas about, you know, how, how the West End is. But, you know, it's it's not as bad of a place as most people make it out to be. Mm. They'll spend their time over in the Highlands or over in the East End more than they will spend their money down here. So mm. inclusion of all of our people de- back back down here. You know, patronizing all the stores, the little small mom and pop stores, building up our communities, you know, just being revolutionary and like keeping everybody in our in our inner community safe from the people who don't frequent there enough. Mm, I like that. I like that. Because they're disconnected from it. You know, Mm. if you're disconnected from it, how can you care about something? That's real. Yeah. Now, I'm not really too notable about the. The demographic of, of Louisville now is it majority African American, more majority white. Like, what is the? It's po- it's it's a good mixture. Um, I'd probably say you know, like in in areas, it's more concentrated black or white. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. But I mean, you'll see you'll see black, white hanging out everywhere, but like mostly in the West End, it's mostly black. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, now were you born and raised in uh, Louisville? I was born in Youngstown, Ohio. Okay. My dad was in the military, so we went over to Germany while the Berlin Wall was coming down, and then mm. when we moved back here, my mom's uh, grandmother and all our families here, so we kind of just stayed here. Wow. Okay. Okay. I've been here for like twenty plus years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So definitely native by this time. Yeah. yeah. Definitely native. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Transplant. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now, is there any other places you know? You want to share, you know, your artwork with places maybe not in Louisville, but maybe in Atlanta or oh, yeah, Maryland, absolutely. things yeah. like that nature. Yeah. I went to Atlanta a uh, couple weeks ago, and okay. you know, I was scouting out some walls out there. Okay, 
my girl's cousin lives up in New York, so you know, going up to New York when I meet up with uh, NYC Jewelers, I'm just gonna walk around and, and see what I can see. You know, maybe go down to Miami and do Art Basel. You know, wherever wherever I can go to paint, I'll I'll go and paint. Wherever it blows, I like that. Yeah. I like that. You know, what I'm saying I think every city needs something like this because this is something. Oh yeah. Monumental, monumental. Now, oh, yeah. do you have any like I guess um, mentors or people you look up to their artwork that you know you kind of try to not copy this these but respect and resemble their artwork yeah there's a guy out of uh out of um colorado named detour okay black artist he's very well known he's very knowledgeable in like all things especially mural art so like i've i've been conversing with him especially when this got to face i was asking him about clear coats and graffiti protectants and things like that so he helped me out a lot um and, and especially with his artwork you know like I, I like how people or how he does his artwork because it's beautiful, it's colorful, it's big and impactive, but it's also abstract to where it doesn't have to be a specific image in the background. Mm. It could just be a splash of color, and that will invoke some sort of emotion out of you. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, um, there's a couple of museums that I know in Atlanta, like the High Museum, mm-hmm. African American Art Museum in D.C., mm-hmm. um, that actually have these... Um, I guess, galleries for particular African-American artists. Um, so is that your angle? Do you want to stay more in the street side? Do you want to go into a museum? Like, where do you see yourself in like, the next couple of years of your artwork being showcased? I mean, I've definitely done both. Okay. Been in the street a lot, uh, been in the public eye a lot, but I've also been in a lot of art galleries. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fine, I'm a classically trained artist, so I have, like, canvas works. I have, you know, um, installations. I got sculpt- sculptures and things like that, so... Going back to a specific black gallery or African-American uh, artist gallery, that would be great for me. You know, that's something that I would look forward to, but it's not necessarily a goal. Mm. My goal right now is just to, I guess, get as much artwork out and noticeable so I can get that notoriety and I can go and, and create that legacy for me and my son, you know. Yes, sir. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I know a lot of people, um, you know, do the graffiti, you know, spray paint and things of the nature. And it's more like, you know, for leisure. Mm-hmm. But I know some people want to take it to the next level. I guess you have any advice for someone that's um, a young artist. Um, what would you give them to actually make something beautiful like this? Maybe go to a museum, maybe do something great as this. Like, what would be your advice for them coming up in the game? Uh, honestly, like, uh, perfect your cla- craft. Perfect your craft. Build your, your, your character as to who you want to present yourself as, um, be original, don't yeah. copy off anybody, uh, and just understand that, like, there's, there's, you're a dime a dozen. There's yeah. a lot of other people who could do exactly what you do, so staying true and original to yourself and as a person and, and your craft, you're always going to end up running into the right people at the right time. Love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And now you talked about um, working with NYC Jewelers um, on your next project. Is there anything else in media coming that you know you're going to do? Uh, I got I got a couple of different like uh, murals that are around town that I'm going to be doing. But as far as, uh, you know, a physical medium or anything else, you know, I don't really have any other plans to do any other jewelry or anything like that. Uh, this is kind of like want to be my first thing that we're going to plan out and then we're going to take it from there. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. Now, there's a lot of people maybe that want to, you know, follow your artwork or maybe come here and visit and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, Braylon, when can people find more about your artwork, um, this museum, this memorial, and the things you got going up next for yourself? 
Um, I usually post everything on my Instagram. Uh, it's R-E-S-K-O underscore C-M-A. And I also have another one, R-E-S-K-O tattoo. Got it. Okay, yeah. cool. Raylan, I think what you're doing is super dope, man. If I could draw, you know what I'm saying, I would definitely be, hopefully be able to get make something like this. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people in Louisville, Kentucky, and also just the whole nation could really, really could say this is something that we really need in every community. So here in the Winter Circle Podcast, we thank you so much for coming out and letting us be out here with you. Also, to keep up the good work, we'd love to see what the jewelry is going to go on with you and, and Gary. Oh, yeah. And we can't wait to see, you know, more murals like this that highlight what we need to see in that community. So we thank you so much, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate no it. Problem, no problem, no problem, no problem. Thank you. <laughs> it's been good. Great. <laughs> Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share to the world, I just think it'll be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listen to all major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and much more within minutes of you finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their messages out to the world. Let's create something great together. If you sign up today, click the link in the show notes, and you'll also receive a $20 Amazon gift card. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast.